Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four. Ladies and gentlemen, you're live from Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retreat, on Shuffle! What's happening everybody and welcome to this, another episode of Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. We're coming to you on this lovely day here in Glasgow. It's coming up to this year's UK Championship Tournament and we thought this would be a good time to talk about last year's UK Championship Tournament. Seamless, as always. <laughs> I'm your host Stephen Wilson and I am joined by a panel who know a lot about UK wrestling so you can guess Dave is not here. <laughs> First, to my right directly, he's been known as a chump, but he's not he's not even the champ, I can't even do that anymore. It's Ross McLeod. Don't do it at all, stop recycling patter, that's a Dave thing, stop it. <laughs> stop eating my sweets and all you insult me. <laughs> Broke cola cubes and Starbucks, uh, Haribo for everybody. Ross, how was it? It was smash until you spoke to me. <laughs> I'm oh, smashing, oh, nice geez. to be here. <laughs> Good, good. And next to Ross, it's his sibling who's been described as the better half of the Gun Brothers, <laughs> and just the better half of the brothers in general. It's Scott McLeod. You're damn right. <laughs> Scott, how's it going? Fine, I feel like I'm melting in this room, to be honest with you. It's cooler than the other room, I think it's fair to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you were there for the history of British wrestling, man. <laughs> you weren't there, man. You weren't there. <laughs> yeah, it's good to have you back on, Scott. Thank you. And across from him is... The person heralded for the success of last week's all-women show. Historic! <laughs> <laughs> Don't break the building, man. <laughs> it is our number one interviewer. It's Sarah Green. I'm going to throw this colour cube at him. Just hold on a minute. <laughs> Hi, everybody. How's it going? Going to work on it until Ross ruined it. I thought we passed this. No, we were, but I was past it, and then everybody kept going, historic, 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 historic. Bumping my part up, so it had to be done. The OG. We booked it last week because it was the women's show. It's passed. Move on. Yes, but we're talking about a historic first ever UK champion. Coming up next on the Jeremy Council. <laughs> <laughs> and 
He's still look, doing a lost and found that he's missing sliders. It's <laughs> 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 been three weeks and we don't have any dicks. What's going on? Quacko. Is it going... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not bad for yourself. Wait, I missed yeah. this story. What happened? Well, we've not been in the studio for three weeks. Quacky always has the, the sliders. Oh, right. I've got, I've got my sliders here. So, let me, let me turn Stephen up and turn Ross down. Negative stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a picture to prove it. Yeah, uh, yeah guys, how's it going? I miss having the studio. I miss having a mic. <laughs> we'll get there soon enough. Yes, we did. DJs, we'll be back to that in due time. But yes, we are here today and we are going to be talking about last year's UK Championship Tournament. We're going to talk about the full weekend. So, pretty much most of the 16 competitors. We might talk about Jesus. <laughs> you know, I'm sure that's the main reason Scott's on tonight's show. <laughs> purely for talking about Jesus. Here to talk about our Lord and Saviour. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, tell your father that. <laughs> I don't even want to see what Scott just done there. <laughs> yeah, so if you are listening to this show and you want to join in the debate, we are on all social media channels. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Suplex Retweet. If you want to take a picture of yourself watching the UK tournament or watching us, or lis- watching yourself listening to us. <laughs> Stephen would like photos of you. If you'd like to call the police, the number's 999. <laughs> You're going to take your picture you're still watching WWE. Make sure you do it from the appropriate WWE angle at the most awkward angle that no one would ever watch a WWE show ever at. <laughs> take a picture of yourself at a site at about 45 degrees. Steven, stop, stop, stop. Slate them into his DMs. That was your problem. Gimmick infringement. <laughs> Jamie's not here. You can't call gimmick infringement. Yeah, so let's start off with the action. Not talking about the actual matches to start with, let's talk about the actual conception of the tournament. Now, back in December 2016, we got the shock when WWE said they're making an announcement about the UK. And it's not that we're doing a live show in front of, like, you know, a very small crowd in the SECC. <laughs> now, it turned out that they were announcing that they were bringing, they were doing a championship tournament. Uh, Ross, looking back on that, what, what, what did this mean with WWE announcing? this tournament back then well I just remember the, when it first got leaked we were doing a press conference it was The Sun and all the other mainstream news things going we're getting Wrestlemania UK's getting UK's never getting Wrestlemania let's, let's just accept we're, we're barely getting a pay per view never say never no no say never seriously <laughs> say never uh, yeah but it was it was quite a big deal you know like WWE has been accused of being in a bubble and you know if it didn't happen the WWE doesn't count these were guys that are coming in have been on WWE and NXT TV since and have kept their you know their Indian names. These were guys for the UK scene, it wasn't just like, oh it's the British Bulldog like obviously it'd be hard to get him for the tournament. Man, that'd be amazing. But you know, it was it wasn't just big names that had made it big in America, it was guys who were in the UK scene, who were in like oh what they were in WWE approved ones, so it's not exactly a milestone. It was still big stars in the UK division. It did mean a lot. Yeah, definitely. I mean um we talk about um, names, uh, Sarah. Yeah, so, some of the names, when you've seen them at that press conference, they stood at like a sort of bum, some of them, particularly Trent Seven, with the chest puffed out. Like, I'm at the front of the photo. Next <laughs> to Triple H. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there was definitely a mix of recognisable names and some not-so-recognisable names. I hadn't heard of half of these when they actually started. Like, I will actually be honest, I wasn't huge on the UK wrestling scene when this was actually introduced. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd heard of, obviously, you'd heard of, obviously, Tyler Bate, Pete Dunne, Wolfie, like the sort of bigger names in the UK, but see when it comes to people like HD Dyer, 
Who's H.C. Dyer? What has H.C. Dyer done since this tournament? He and, was Dyer. What, what has he done since this tournament? I don't think I've seen him. But you, yeah, so... Yeah, you get names like that. And I'm just like, who, who's that? And why is he good enough for the WWE? Yeah, it was kind of like... Obviously, when you think of tournaments, you, you think of the cream of the crop, Kwaku, uh, and a lot of these guys were kind of like... They're barely even in the crop, let alone the cream of it. <laughs> I, I like how you say cream of the crop, then you come straight to me. Like, <laughs> that, that does not the Number one producer in Scottish podcasting. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, do you agree with Sarah saying? Obviously, you do. Yeah, like, um, so, some of the, I mean, obviously, I know some of them from my experience with ICW and stuff like that, and seeing, like, murmurings from, like, Progress and stuff like that. But, um, you know, obviously, like, the, the whole thing about a tournament, you can't obviously have all big, big names all put in one. you got to have people that to develop their brand and develop their name. And a lot of them have gone on to greater, bigger things within WWE and within independent wrestling since then. Yeah, I mean, uh, Ross before the show brought the great point of the Cruiserweight Classic as an example. I mean, you get kind of names in there who, you know, didn't, you hadn't heard of, they were out in the first round. You're looking at like some staff Ali out in the first round of that tournament. Obviously, was the at WrestleMania. I would say headline WrestleMania, but in terms of the cruiserweight division, he did headline yeah. WrestleMania. Headline the pre-show. Because <laughs> <laughs> every match is a main event at WrestleMania. <laughs> no, it was. There are some people in there. You, you just look at them and go, "You've been wrestling for a year. You are basically cannon fodder for bigger guys than this." It was. WWE's got a massive reach, and the UK scene they're working with. There are better people in there, like. Wolfgang is the, like, I know Trent Seven fought for the world title that previous year's Fear and Loathing, but Wolfgang was the only sole, like, proper ICW loyalist there. Hmm. There should have been other ICW guys in there instead of, you know, like, HC Dyer, like, Saxton Huxley, Jesus, even Sam Gradwell who won his first round match. Like, there's better out there, like, I do think if you were going to be serious about building a division, to rival world of sport, which, you know, didn't get very far, you should have went out there and got the best talent because not everybody can win every week but like I always say no one's ever truly buried it's wrestling for the simple fact that you can turn it around in an instant with the right booking yeah totally I mean and you mentioned that was a Wolfie the main guy from ICW Scott um, Progress ICW and Over the Top Wrestling were quite heavily involved in this tournament it wasn't a case of these guys have just been signed to WWE we saw plenty of Progress guys in the crowd, I still get guys, Mark Dallas, except in the crowd. Is it interesting to have such a level of involvement from these companies? Yeah, like Ross said, it seems to be a WWE approved companies. So I mean, there was a kind of a thing where guys like Connors and uh, Seven started working for a certain other company that involved for my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And it was, was, like, was, was Connors not the champion? Yeah, he, he, that point he just lost the title to Drew. Mm-hmm. And the other thing where that wasn't one of the companies that they were able to work for so and there was a big thing where you said there wasn't going to be restrictions on where you can work then suddenly oh we don't want them working for these people mm-hmm. also in terms of this being a thing kind of reaction to all the sport and if anybody's ever actually watched the world of sport especially they didn't need to be worried <laughs> I mean if you only want proof that JR can't can't always make things better watch that world of sport special <laughs> World of Sports Special was okay for what it was. Nostalgic around the beginning yeah. of Christmas, you know. And they had a ladder match, they had uh, the whole thing of getting great on champion and stuff like that. It was, 
It's a good story. I'm not a fan of that ladder match, you probably guess why. Essentially, <laughs> 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 it was a thing to the money in the bank ladder match, but they had to always scour around as much as possible to not see money in the bank. No. It, was, it was just the sight of Kenny Williams and it was fucking pink. <laughs> The cash in the jar ladder match. <laughs> those dosh in the tin ladder match. <laughs> but you, you mentioned Wolfie. Um, I'd been got the ICW shows for a while that way. I know Wolfie was the champion at that point, but I was quite surprised when Wolfie was the guy from ICW that would pick. We talked to the guy in the past, you the likes of um, Coffee Brothers at that time. You've got BT Gun. Remember they were surprised that the Wolfie was the guy they went for? I know the Coffee Brothers were assigned to all the sport with that time. That time, that's, yeah. that yeah. was another thing, like, at that time, quick, uh, like, obviously your Dave Masters, your Dave Masters, like, this award winner, Dave Masters. Have um, <laughs> you seen the size of the couches? <laughs> Dave Masters, Kenny, uh, the Coffee Brothers were assigned to world of sport at the time, so... Well, you it quite weird that a lot of the guys on this year's tournament were on that world sport team. There you go. It kind of, it kind of shows if there was, if there wasn't that world of sport contract, which a shame for the wrestlers at the time that didn't work it fully because I understand that they lost out on a lot of commitments and us as fans lost out on a lot of things that we could have seen from them in that platform. And it's, it, it's kind of telling now that what what world of sport wasn't I learned at that time, which is a weird thing to see say. Would the brackets would have been different? Who knows? Because selling the fact that they've essentially got everyone from World of Sport apart from Mark who's not even with Joe for because it's obviously not a tag team. Yeah. But who knows, Mark maybe in next year. Certainly hope so. Mm. Maybe that could have made a difference. Something I will say, and I know Stacey Smith is going to be watching this with a grin ear to ear. Watching Sherry Cameron? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, AJ Styles is John Cena. Let's not pull other people up on mistakes. <laughs> no, but Stacey Smith will be listening to this with a grin ear to ear. Jackie Polo was a deal. Why did they know who would get Jackie Polo? Yeah. Li- li- I keep bringing up Lionheart and these things. Lionheart was like, when Scottish wrestling was on the way back, he was like, positioned as a megastar. He was the guy that got the tryout with TNA. He was the guy that headlined uh, the SECC against Jeff Jarrett uh, for TNA when he came to Glasgow. Why'd you get him? Well, you look as well. You look at what happens a couple of months later and there's a, a Mr. Drew Galloway as well. Mm-hmm. Signed by WWE mm-hmm. in NXT literally two months later. Some, sorry, something else I will say. Mm-hmm. The Cruiserweight Classic had just finished and Zack Sabre Jr. hadn't gone to Japan yet. How, if you knew, you knew, they said this was a year's worth of work the Cruiserweight Classic finished in around about September time. Zack Sabre Jr. was in the semi-finals. Why did you not say to Zack Sabre Jr., we're doing a live UK tournament? You might not want to be in the Cruiserweight division, but if you sign with us, that UK title is yours. Interesting. Scott, did you have a point to Yeah, well, I was trying to say, looking at the brackets, and uh, it's quite weird to see England so heavily represented, whereas the rest of the UK only has like one representative each, so you couldn't have got rid of like a Saxon Huxley or a H.C. Darrow. That really... Hindered the tournament in order to get a few more Welsh or like even bring it for Scotland, bring Noam Dar in. Even he just goes in the first round at least one more name because poor Northern Ireland lost their only representative in the first round. Yeah, they did. Poor Tucker, mm-hmm. but he has a he has a chance of redemption mm-hmm. this year. He's not lying. Well, he's facing Joe. He's facing Joe Coffey in the first round. Uh, oh. Yeah, he's no chance. He's got no chance. He's got no chance. Uh, yeah, Sarah, did you get anything else you would add about the? The guys who were there. Well, see, I do actually. See, when I actually first saw these brackets, I do agree that England wasn't really heavily represented. But obviously, England is a huge country. 
Mm -hmm. so, so you kind of have to do it. But considering, obviously, you had Tucker from Northern Ireland, you had Jordan Devlin from the Republic of Ireland, you had Will Fay from Scotland and Mark Andrews from Wales, and the rest of them were from England. Um, and obviously, you get people like, obviously, Hayshie there, Saxon Huxley, Dan Maloney as well. Ah, uh, Dan Maloney. I hadn't seen much of Dan Maloney, although I did actually enjoy his match, and will give him his shoes. So obviously, it was against Mark Andrews. I think Dan Maloney got a contract after that. Yeah, because he got... He was one of the guys signed to a contract. He was on the UK... But they're very quiet about it. <laughs> he was on yeah. the UK special they did before TakeOver of Chicago. That's oh, what he was. And he was teaming with, with Rich Swan against Kendrick and... Gallagher, maybe. maybe. Whoever, doesn't matter anyway. But I, he was really all over the crowd, and maybe that's what WWE signed. I don't think anybody had the heart to tell WWE. They were in Norwich, which was where Alan Partridge is set, and there's a character that's called Dan. So they just sat in an Alan Partridge voice for his match, going, Dan! 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 <laughs> there you go, Alan Partridge got Dan Maloney a WWE contract. But, uh, you're talking about wheels. The only. You're going to put one representative for Wales and who else other than Mark Andrews. Like, the only other person could have been who's in this tournament, this year's tournament, uh, Flash Morgan Webster. But as he said, like, he was injured and didn't get cleared until like a month after the tournament. Yeah. Just, yeah. just so unfortunate for him. I mean, uh, Andrews was a late addition to the bracket because mm-hmm. of his release from TNA. I think it was literally released from TNA one day, next day, that would have been UK tournament. Something I will say, see going forward. Although England is the bigger of the, the five countries represented, I think to keep it even, it should be at least two for each country. So that gets you ten wrestlers, and then if you want to fill the rest up with six English guys, fine, fair enough. But it at least means Scotland has two, Ireland has two, Northern Ireland has two, Wales have two. Then we call them Welshland. Well, at least we need a couple better English guys than Buddy Huxley or Maloney. <laughs> Yeah, well, let's, let's kind of start looking at the bracket a wee bit. We'll go through some of the matchup. I've, I've, I've picked out a few ones in particular, and if any of you want to talk about uh, many other ones, you can feel free to chip in there. Uh, the first one I've kind of I've highlighted, uh, I went with the, the Peter Roy Johnson match was one of the first round matches. Uh, Don't you mean Peter Doon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Roy Johnson, who's, uh, he's had appeared on, very, he's, he's quite a, he's a regular in progress, he was a regular in progress before this. Did it kind of come about more of a, an exhibition for Pete Dunne to kind of show him off as the favourite? I think these first round matches were exhibitions mm-hmm. for the guy. There was obvious winners in every, like, maybe not Sam Gardner, because I didn't really know them, but you're like, Joseph Coyle's champion in UKC, Pete Dunne, Progress champion at the time, Mark Andrews, known in the US, Wolfgang, ICW champion, Trent Seven, the most experienced, he was favourite going into the tournament. Jordan Devlin was the the lone Republic Ireland guy, and then you had Tyler Bate who was getting a massive following in progress at the time. Mm-hmm. Every single match in the first round, bar the last one, was an obvious winner. It was an exhibition. Well, you kind of talk about that. You kind of say it was more of an exhibition, but the example I'd probably kind of go with is the, the Wolfgang uh, Tyson T-Bone match. Uh, Tyson T-Bone got quite a lot of uh, coverage right before the match. He had the interview backstage with Charlie Caruso. Uh, Michael Cole was very vocal, saying he thought Wolfgang was going to lose his first round match. Sarah Quackers are obviously the loyal ICW fans here. They did. Were you surprised that Wolfie went through, or are you quite confident when you're looking at his match? I was quite confident actually. I will say, see the way, uh, like you said, that Michael Cole was convinced that he was going to lose. Is I think it's the fact that I find it more amusing that he was actually so surprised that Wolfie is kind of a high flyer as well mm-hmm. so have you actually done your homework on him have you not seen the howling <laughs> well he did go on and in fact he was 
COD champion in the past yeah. to reference it, it was a lot of high fire. I'll, 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 he did reference that as the cruiserweight division. I love, how he, I love how he referenced two past examples of Zero G champions, Noam Dar and Andy <laughs> Wilde. <laughs> not Finn Balor, who's one of your former Universal Champion. He's at the front row. <laughs> also, don't miss the fact he was currently the ICW champion at that time. Maybe he's past the comp, not his current I think Andy Wilde was sitting in his house watching this going, what? <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, every person in America would go, who? <laughs> uh, but um, the Howling doesn't really mention as a move. Michael Cole clearly brushed up on his research between the two Michael nights because the Howling is mentioning on this. Mm-hmm. He is really good. Sorry, just stop quickly about the commentary. Mm-hmm. I like Corey Graves, but this is something he does not do well. If someone makes a mistake, like if we are, if we make mistakes in the podcast with each other, we just, laugh each other. Uh, we laugh, we, we're having a laugh with each other. Whereas Corey Graves laugh, ah, made a mistake. Can't believe you thought that. Whereas on this tournament, it was a case of Michael would make a point and Nigel would go, that's a good point, Michael, to that point, or he would go, actually, I disagree with that point because and later, and then Michael Cole would do the same. It wasn't a bickering, it wasn't plugging stuff. It was just simply. These guys are great. This is why this guy's good. This is why that guy's good. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the resident expert kind of thing. Yeah. That's the kind of role that Angel took. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, but uh, Wolfie was it? Was it Wolfie put on quite a good show, I think. I thought he was really solid in this match. I don't like how he's portrayed as the underdog in his first two matches. Mm-hmm. Like, see, see, on the note on the commentary, there was one line I did love was when Michael Cole was explaining how they got blue pizza patches oh, and they were explaining what it means. Yeah, they, it's so special to get them. <laughs> I had one when I was ten. It's like no, they kind of said, "It's like you're a five-year-old and you get a Super Bowl ring." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> you got your blue pizza patch. What you gonna do now? I'm going to Disneyland. <laughs> oh no, I'm just thinking about Michael Cole. I can't believe you never opened a show. Anyway. Greetings, Grapple fans. <laughs> I was actually going to say that when you introduced me and I forgot. Oh, it was just like you're sitting there watching a Michael Cole's coming. Goes, I go, Michael, <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Uh, but you talk, going uh, on another interesting matchup. We, oh, I thought this would be a great match on paper. Looking back on it now, you've got the uh, Joseph Connors and James Drake. Mm. Now we, we, we slag Sam Gradwell a wee bit. So we don't know who Sam Gradwell is, but when they said Gradwell's from Blackpool, you're like, he's winning. Mm-hmm. However, later in the night they also mentioned James Drake from Blackpool. <laughs> if you had to pick a homeboy to win a match, would you rather win with Drake instead of Gradwell? Uh, oh yes, yes. Well, yes. Our poll was only one. Poll was only one Blackpool person per match. Yeah, but if you had to pick one of them to go into the quarterfinals, well, look at how the night ended, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll talk about a bit later in the second one. That it kind of makes sense why they would have went with Gradwell over Drake. I think Gradwell's just another easy win for Dante fans in the tournament. He was a favourite. That, that's something else as well. It was in England, so progress was more familiar to a lot of these people. Pete Dunne was the progress world champion at the time. They, this is this is the age where heels get cheered and faces get booed. Pete Dunne was the world champion at the time, and they tried to build Sam Gradwell, who was largely unknown. He wasn't in progress, he was in smaller indies in the UK scene. They were trying to build him up the hometown hero to overcome Pete Dunne, and then they just did not care. They like they they done well in the. Like we'll talk about before Greg about Pete Dunn's attack but they done well to try build it and, uh, and thought there we go that's a lot <laughs> but it just did not the execution was not good enough no I don't do that other company were from the YouTube channel but uh, <laughs> Connors was really good as a heel champion and he did a lot of good work for them 
And then it comes in, hey, let's find it. Just look, look at his ear. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Yeah. Heavily very focused on his ear actually, that bite you can't even lose it. That, that's something as well that annoys me with this year's bracket, so it's like, um, like Travis Banks, Progress Champion, Joe Coffey, three-time ICW Champion, Kenny Williams, ICW Zero G Champion, Jace, uh, Joseph Connors, go half in your mouth. He's been a world champion in other places. He, had a, he, he was off the back of a really hot feud in Galloway. Yeah. And said promotion, Scott will not name. <laughs> Man redacted is the call. But he had a really I good find on that stand. <laughs> <laughs> they had a really good feud as well, him and uh, Joe Hendry. Mm-hmm. It stemmed for them teaming together and Joe Hendry basically not mentioning him enough in his custom videos is it jo- uh, Joseph Collins wanted. And then he attacked him and he turned heel and he basically got to the title with Flo Hendry. Mm. And that was a great feud as well. So it's a shame they weren't mentioning WCPW because as... They mentioned it. Oh, who cares? It's the Voldemort of wrestling, come on. He's already, they've already pushed the buttons on Coca-Cola enough. Why not? Why not WCPW? No, but it was good in WCPW. For, for what it was, WCPW was pretty decent. And it's a shame they couldn't show more footage of that because it's just basically like, look, he's missing an ear. He's missing an ear. <laughs> what do you think his finisher that he used? Because he always couldn't use the DDT that he used because of how it injured Galloway. Mm. I couldn't have thought of something better because it did look a bit. Yeah, it wasn't, okay. the, it wasn't the best one. I think he kind of realised that in night two, which we'll talk about yeah. uh, later on in the show with his actual match. Uh, talking about, uh, we talked about Sam Gradwell. Uh, <laughs> the highlight of Sam Gradwell's match was not Sam Gradwell, it was the crowd's reaction to Sam Gradwell's opponent, Saxon Huxley. Jesus, 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 <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. But no, the best one simply is, hey Jesus, I want to know if you'll be my Lord. <laughs> Our Lord no, 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 no. The best one was after the match when he lost. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> nice to see our Lord's name is still over in 2017. Uh, it actually caused Triple H to tweet. Well, that's an interesting chant. <laughs> or let's go, Jesus, Jesus sucks. Some atheists in the crowd. Let's be honest, though. Uh, it wasn't the best match of the, of the last 16. No, no, the crowd took over. You could tell we were kind of annoyed a wee bit as well by the crowd's reaction as well. Mm. Yeah, Michael Cole does not like does not like when the crowd go off when he goes, This crowd is amazing, they cheer who they want. It's like they'll cheer who they boo and boo who they cheer. <laughs> <laughs> and Roman will still get the same reaction. <laughs> but not But yeah. So something uh, first round, Mark Andrews. He I think he's the performer of the tournament for me. Yeah. Mark Andrews was good. I mean Mark Andrews probably other than Danny Bops, I would say, had a lot of was well known to the US audience in a way. I mean, obviously this was in the UK, but because he was in TNA, we'd be used to seeing him on the, on the national front. Uh, <laughs> rephrase that. <laughs> <laughs> we're, used to, we're used to seeing him perform and wrestle. Like a national yes, not the national front. The views of Stevie Wilson do not reflect the views of Sarah Quacky Scott and Ross. <laughs> or the podcast. Or the podcast itself. Uh, Sarah, what did you think of his match with Dan Maloney? Well, see, I I actually loved the match. I like I was I was a big Mark Andrews fan. Obviously, seen him in TNA, and when looking at like who could possibly get signed, like the number one person I thought would have got signed in terms of potential was Mark Andrews because mm-hmm. he's just he is actually just a whole package. He's entertaining. He's working well in the ring, and he's extremely charismatic. I loved, I thought it was a nice touch having him. Do have his own music? Yes. Yeah. I thought it was a brilliant touch. Nigel McGuinness, every, t- every time he came out and every time since, 
That's the song Fall to Pieces by the band Junior. Thanks for that, mate. Hey, Nigel, I can imagine you bought away here. Maybe as a fan, you don't know. Have you seen Nigel react to people on, on takeover shows? Oh, yes. <laughs> that, man can, that man can be happy. He's not just the stone cold heel that he was in Ring of Honor. He's life. amazing. I'm not the biggest, sorry, Scott. I'm not the biggest fan of the Street Profits that were mentioned, but they once cut to, they once cut to Nigel McGuinness. <laughs> and Percy's trying to get me to dance and he does the best dad dance ever and Percy just looks at him and goes aye let's not get you to dance again <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a good match and like, there's a lull here with the queer time you see or there's a bit of silence in the body you see or him just excited with champ what a match because <laughs> like, you can't take me anything uh, what a match <laughs> there's something wrong here there's a nice prelude to the to the mm. finish though yeah, I, 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 it's a nice move because I thought it was interesting when they talked the references to Dad Maloney. ICW was a common mention when yeah. Dad Maloney came up. How many times did they wrestle on ICW? A couple of times? They only showed like one match. Yeah, I mentioned and it was at one of the UK tours that they were doing and stuff, so... Yeah, and ICW, when they do go on tours down south and stuff, they do pull in quite, well, not some local, um, but obviously some talents from around England and Wales and stuff like that, and he's one of them, so he may not have been as known to the Glasgow scene as he is down south. Right. Uh, Talking about ICW, we had the man who was hot to ICW fans at this point in time, Trent Seven. Yeah, I was said it was many people's favourite to win the tournament. This was this was an ex- the biggest case of an exhibition, I think. Mm-hmm. You can say, yeah, against the HC Dyer, you know, well known nowadays, competing everywhere. Well, yeah. it, it was the first match. I think it was just kind of a warm up match. Get the curry and yeah, and they were clearly going to be behind seven. Yeah, it was seven was always going to win this one. We talked about matches that got the crowd going. This one, which I, I personally thought was match of the night, one of the best on the paper. Jordan Devlin and Danny Butch. Yeah, <laughs> it was that eight that. Finish was a bit weird though. The finish was weird. Yes. Was the finish. Well, go about Danny Birch kicked out. Did, did you hit the ref? I think he kicked out. Did, did the ref. You also called the finish. Mitchell sure went on a break, but you know. We don't have all day to talk about this again. <laughs> they were on a break. <laughs> do, you, do you think that the finish was improvised by the ref and potentially backstage when Definitely. Danny Birch got busted yeah. open? Definitely. I think maybe that, that was maybe the finish because he got busted open, he was yeah. maybe a bit dazed and forgot he was yeah. He was meant to kick out. You could tell. Like I, sat, I actually sat and watched this match over and over again for that finish. And you can actually see his shoulder doesn't leave the mat before the hand hits the floor. Well, you judging Devlin's reaction as well. It's just like, like, um, like oh, <laughs> so close type idea. And it's, like, it's like, wait, I won. The fire found weirdly during the match, the fans kind of turned on Devlin to start with. Um, He's a Finn Balor Funky Pop. I your head's too big for you. But I, I actually like Devlin. He's, one of the, he's a great worker. Oh, I do love he's, him, yeah. He's, a, he's an absolutely really nice guy. He once apologised to me at an ICW show because he threw his tape to the ground but it actually hit me by accident because <laughs> I was right in the front row and even though the guy uh, he was getting a promo of Mickey Whiplash he still kind of turned to me and like I went sorry kind of thing and I was just like oh, it's only tape has a former boxer that's nothing but no he's a good guy great worker so I was just a bit surprised by it Danny Butch as well I mean Danny Butch was known obviously he was in NXT he was in the TNA bootcamp uh Obviously he was well known, but he, he showed how good he actually is. Oh, I think the fact he was in it goes back to my point where they could have easily brought down, like, no one Dar. Like, we've got Jack Gallagher in this year's tournament, so that's easily done. Like, if you feel like in this year's tournament as well, <laughs> that's why Dave's not here. <laughs> I mean, I'm still waiting for that PowerPoint presentation to explain why he's in it. I'm sure it'll be concise. And don't, 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 <laughs> just don't. But, uh, we've learned our lessons. That, it's good to see Danny Burch getting the credit he deserves. 
with NXT at the moment as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Getting a nice wee run, him and his tag partner's name, I can't remember. Orny Lorcan. number one contender for the tag team title. Stephen, get on it. Take over, which I'm missing because I have a holiday. I know. You're also missing money the bank. Yes. I picked up wrong time to go and hold it. And you're supposed no, to be on the stream team, you're still not getting it. Just saying, there's an NXT contributor for Chair sitting right next to me. If someone is slacking in responsibilities, we'll, we'll, we'll think about it. We don't, we don't like Slagers in, we don't oh. like, no. Yeah. <laughs> the NXT shows don't come up soon. I am Queen of the Dream Team, okay? Just want to say, I've been watching since the beginning. So I'm glad that <laughs> Uh, final match <laughs> Final match in the last 16 The match went on the longest At 10 minutes 34 And it was a, a really good match as well It's uh, one of the guys Who's going to be in this year's tournament We discussed Tucker And Tyler Bates Now I've never really seen much of Tyler Bates Before the tournament I knew he was in Mustache Mountain mm-hmm. uh, Laura my girlfriend Was going to kill me that weekend Because all I kept chatting Was Mustache Mountain <laughs> <laughs> And now she realises What it means uh, But you know, Tyler Bates I mean what exhibition the boost he was pulling out in this one yeah. as well I mean there's a great the, the crowd slowly got on Tyler Bates side as the night went as it oh, yeah. went on and this was is the first true example of oh the wave was amazing the wave <laughs> just like he's just a smiley kid he's 19, so 19 year old I was so surprised by the way the crowd got behind him because you said Andrews and like Mustache Man I'd seen one Tyler Bates match and it was like a six man tag so I'd never seen him as a singles guy but I was so impressed with him here and was not expecting the crowd to react the way I love these uh, the punches that fucking bang uh, up. Uh, nah, it's, it's, like, it's, it's like the one, it's like the one up. I've not seen that from him recently, actually. It's been a wee while. I've not seen much from him. I've not seen him recently with a wee bit of a beard. It's weird to see him now. We just he looks like a man instead of a boy. Yeah, he's got a tattoo. Tattoo now, and he's rushing. It looks like in between this and Taylor Chicago, he finally hit puberty. It looks. It's kind of got a bit of money, you know. He's probably good. His tattoo grows hair because it's not a phase, mum. This is who I am now. Yeah. Was it that match we found out his airplane spa- uh, spin move was yes. named uh, by British Airways, apparently? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I didn't really catch oh, it. Here comes British Airways. <laughs> uh, I thought it was a nice way to end the Saturday night, I thought. Uh, you've had seven matches before it, there was a mix. This was a good solid ten minutes. Showed what Tyler could do, and obviously, I mean, if you don't know what the finish is for him, we'll tell you later. Uh, but yeah, it was a good way. It seemed to Sunday perfectly. You knew he was going to be a big deal in the tournament. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Tucker wasn't too shabby either. They, they, they had to outline so many times how much Tucker overcame something. Well, they also pointed out how many times, like, throughout that tournament, the Tyler Bate was trained by Trent Seven and Pete Dunne. Yeah. It was like, ah, yeah, he's trained by Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne's like six years older than him. It's the same way that Shawn Michaels trained Daniel Bryan. No, Shawn Michaels took money off Daniel Bryan, did a half ass job, and then Daniel Bryan went and trained himself. But as well, they say Chris Jericho was trained in a heart dungeon. You listen to Chris Jericho's book, and Bruce Hart showed up day one, put him in a hole, and then it was some fat guy reading for a book by, by Stuart Hart and the rest of the camp. But yeah, but. Look at the eight matches, it was, a, it was a great Saturday and I think it got people right in the spirit to watch the Sunday. Yeah. Uh, they did a great, uh, at the end of the show, it was great that they got, at the end of the night, they got Regal out as well. Yeah. It was a great pop for him coming in. Michael Cole just in the balcony chat, chatting away here with Regal, but you can tell Regal's came out behind him because the crowd just goes insane. Mm. Uh, they did a good job of highlighting what uh, was coming up on Sunday. And we're going to talk about in a short, in a few minutes what happened on the Sunday. So we're going to go through the quarterfinals, semi-finals, and the final of all the matches. Plus, 
the extra special match that happened on the retreat of the gods, if you don't know <laughs> what that is, it's an absolute bit of belter, so stay tuned for that. But until then, here's what happened to close out Saturday. This was Pete Dunne taking a fort in his own hands and saying that he was going to win this tournament and at whatever cost, which is clear here. Like a nine for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, season five minutes, so here's Pete Dunne. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Eat, Sleep, Suplex Retweet with the most handsome man in Scottish entertainment, the Sam Barber Experience. Relax. Someone will fulfill their destiny. Someone will become WWE. Oh my God, what the hell? Pete Dunne! Pete Dunne! Suplex retweet. I'm Stephen Wilson. I'm joined by Ross, Scott, Sarah, and Kwaku, and we've been talking about the WWE UK tournament 2017. You've just heard what ended off the Saturday show, and it was Pete Dunne taking out Sam Gradwell and doing what most other people watching wanted to do for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be. It just looks so out of place in that line of debate. <laughs> Honestly, see the photo that went out when they did the press conference. It looked like the photo. The photo shoot for the new buttons catalogue. They all had like shoes with knee socks on and long brown jackets, like no one looks unique except Wolfgang. <laughs> so yeah, we've talk- uh, in the first half of the show we talked about the Saturday, so that was the, la- the last 16 round of matches, so now we're going to talk about the quarterfinals, semi-finals and finals, so if you want to join the debate, we're at Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, at SuperPlexRetweet, I'm not going to try and be a smart arse with it, as I'll fail again. Uh, right, so let's go to the quarterfinals and I think it's, let's start off with Sam Gradwell, of course. Taking Yay. on, <laughs> taking on Pete Dunn, uh, Peter Dunn. <laughs> uh, let's let's be honest with this one. Uh, good bit of storyline to go straight in with this the injury to Gradwell. There was a a lot of stuff that happened after the broadcast ended. All we saw was him 
had them with the forearm I think on the actual show but yeah. he hit the, the X-Plex as well and he threw him into the barricade I like uh, how there was six other men on that ramp and not one of them felt the need to stop him they all just came <laughs> they done the thing the referees always do if they go like that no no don't do that don't do that that'll stop them not one uh, yeah so yeah it was short it was sweet and I think that's how it should have been Perfectly short <laughs> Uh, but you would think that Gladwell got a, a fair bit of offence in for yes. a guy who was absolutely taken out by Peter in that one, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your thoughts on this matchup? Well, I think we all know if Sam Gladwell didn't get injured, he'd quite clearly have won this to him. <laughs> I, think <it's, laughs> I think it's obvious. That, I think he, I think he's got really good recently. I've not really seen the best of him. I, I, Sam, I apologise if you prove me wrong in the future. <laughs> Sam's obviously listening. A regular listener here. <laughs> You follow him on Twitter? Wait, follow him on Twitter. I don't know, is his DMs open? We can maybe ask him for <laughs> Sam, we've always liked you, son. I'm also a resident DM flamer. And I've got the tall thing feeling like a weird newborn baby. He was awfully pale. He was awfully He was awfully pale. He does have Twitter. He does have Twitter. Did he even have eyebrows? No, he had literally no hair. He had no hair but had eyebrows. What was the most of aerodynamics for his head? What was the most? We, we don't know Liz do we what let's be fair with this one Sarah did you think did you like the finish to this one of uh, done being done and targeting the back yes <laughs> quite methodically yes. literally I will put you on the rope push you down yes <laughs> well of course I love Pete Dunn because he's just he's true to himself obviously he is the big bully character that can pretty much beat up anybody and that's what I love and they stayed true to that that he just did not give a crap about who he beat up and punched in the face he did he did and it was uh, a nice big finish as well he didn't end with a bit of end he had the end with the was it the scoop slam into the corner mm-hmm. but at the back you know it was ended mercifully for Gradwell an, an underwhelming finish to an underwhelming match <laughs> well that was the, that's the way it was designed how dare you speak of Pete Dunn that comfortable squash for Peter I think it was mm. fair to say uh, that's probably well, at least we'll talk about the end of the four quarter I was going to say how long was the time limit for that one was it four minutes and 50 seconds no the time, time limit I'm pretty sure it was like what 50, no 20 20, 20, 20, 20, 20 minute time limit and then we'll actually get it done in four and a half minutes next up we had Mark Andrews and Joseph Connors this is where we started getting to the next this is where we got to the good stuff this is where we started getting to the good stuff I'm watching it back this is where it started to like to get hooked really on it uh, Ross you talked about Andrews he, he was your kind of standout in the tournament yeah this was the best match of the tournament for me was it? I, I, I like a, a big technical wrestler going up against a small high flyer mm. I always think it works really well uh, the likes of say like Ray Mysterio against Eddie Guerrero or the likes of Osprey against Galloway day matches are far and away some of the best I've ever seen but he had a good match with Dan Maloney he had a good match with Connors he's Donnie had a good match with Dunn, but we'll talk about it in a minute. He was the only guy to have three consistently good matches. You know, there was good matches on it for people, but he was the only guy every match was great. Yeah, he, he was consistently good. Uh, I talked about it briefly in the first half of the show, uh, Scott. Um, you talked about Joseph Cummins' finish. Yeah. How he didn't use his actual finisher. Yeah. But using the so other promotion. Yeah. Now, he had a version of it, but more of a face plant than a DDT. Yeah. And the finish to this match was... He could have went for that one, but decided to go for the suplex instead. Mm-hmm. Andrews hit the stun dog, then hit the shoot star press on the top. But did you think that was well done? No, did you think yeah. it was quite? Do you think it made the corners look quite stupid in defeat? Well, I think well, as we get to the good job point out, like he maybe shouldn't 
didn't finish it when he should have because it hasn't beat. They want to injure him more because Connor's going to portray as kind of a ruthless heel. Nothing that kind of fits his guard. They wanted to inflict more damage on Andrews. They thought he had him where he wanted him, and Andrews coming out of nowhere with that Thunder Melina, which is a good move that can be hit on anyone. Solid move, I think it's. Yeah. Underrated. I still love to see them hit it when he goes into five life. Oh yeah. It's absolutely, it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, but did you say that? Did you, uh, Kwaku, did you think the right man went over here in Andrews? I mean, if you look at Pete Dunn Joseph Connors on paper, you know, that's a kind of, that's a good match in itself. Yeah, it's a good match, but I would rather see the, the technical punching people against the high flyer. Like, their semi final match. I, I, I was so impressed. I was, it was probably like my match, my match of the night. Hmm. Yeah, it was a solid match. Uh, uh, I, 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 up to that point, my match of the night, I think it's fair to say. Sorry, I, I just realised I said Rey Mysterio at the beginning. I might say Rey Mysterio cut in. I was going to say, I was going to correct you, but... Mm. I didn't. Uh, did they, Dave's not here, so we can get away with things like that. Quacko, at this point in the tournament, we've got an Englishman going through, we've got a Welshman going through, mm-hmm. we've got a Scottishman and an Irishman. Sounds like a joke. It sounds like, it a, sounds like joke. a joke. Is there a bar like could you, could you Could you potentially have seen them going one from each country at this point? Yes and no. <laughs> yes and no, to be frank. Right. I think, really, if you look at it realistically, the four that go through, really, apart from maybe Trent Seven, mm. it would be the four you would automatically put through if you look at it now from a point of view. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest, I mean, is there anybody there that you would swap? I, would, I wouldn't say so, personally. I mean, Trent, Trent Seven Wolfgang is the one that probably would be a question, and they're the next, they're, they're the next quarter-final match. Uh, I had Trent Seven as my pick. Mm-hmm. Obviously, love Wolfie, mm-hmm. Scottish ISW fan. Did not expect him to go through in this one. Was anybody else, anybody else join me in that? Yeah. yeah. Respect. Because the, the, you see the way the brackets are laid out, it seemed maybe... Are you awfully loyal to Wolfgang? I am mean, very loyal to Wolfgang. Sorry, sorry. So the way the brackets are laid out, it seemed like it was set up so that Seven and Bay, who they mentioned, were, had been trained. Bay had been trained by Seven, they were tag partners. It made it look like it was set for them to be in the semi, which would have been a good story, but I think it was still good to see Wolfgang go through his see Bay going against the bigger guy. I mean, it wasn't even more like an underdog, but it was kind of a shock. You can tell even Wolfgang genuinely happy that he got to go through as far as he did. I watched, I watched a lot of Wolfgang in the past before this tournament, and it came off, he was obviously the world champ at that point, but he came off, him and Seven, I think it's fair to say, came off a underwhelming match at the Hydro. Yeah. And feeling more in the steel cage. The, the finish was good, because, you know, he took that bump through the table, but it was still a screwy finish. It made, it made Trent Seven look incredibly stupid. Made him look stupid and made the champion look weak. That, that feeling more than it sells a bit. It was, it was, there was no one between it was either a really good match or it was kind of like, well, that's the finish. Yeah, but this was a far better contest. And I think this was one of the best that's you both get. Yeah. Yes. In the ring, I think. We see him nowadays, now you can tell he looks so much more polish the, 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 the works helped him but this was it helped make him you know I think and it was, the match was just solid I think. yeah I remember they teased the, the pile driver for the middle row mm-hmm. like if this was on any other WWE show he's like there's not no way that's going to happen because of this show they were they can maybe have more feeling like they wouldn't win the Cruiserweight Class for an XC there was actually a small comment of are they actually going to hit the pile yep. driver they also teased the uh, seven superplexing Wolfie out of the crowd yes it would have hurt him as much as it would have Wolfie so that makes no sense it would have hurt a lot of people I don't, I don't think they've done a spot like that since the Ironman match at WrestleMania 12 with Michael's and Brett 
I think it was the fact that both guys went backstage and were like, never again. <laughs> never. So Vince just went, aye, that was a nice spot we had there, we're not doing that again. I think it's fair to say, but was I the only one that went crazy? I'm not the only one that went crazy. No, no, it, but no. no, no, we, oh, yeah, no, no. I think that the, you seen the sign up in the balcony. We're having a party with Wolfie Wins. Uh, Wolfie's gang. So, so Scottish. So, it was, everywhere. so Scottish it was unreal when they, when they interviewed him the night before. Like, we're having a party with Wolfie Wins. We'll have a couple of cans of and brew. It's we'll be fine. tried to save that as well. I just could not pull it off. No, I couldn't. Yeah. But, oh, we talked about him overemphasizing things. The amount of times he said, he's worked in a pub. He works in he a works pub. Up, he, he knows how to batter a pub. Said, like Nigel said, a week ago he's working in a pub. Like, it's not as if he suddenly went through working in a pub to be in a wrestler and not done anything before. Like, he works it as well as wrestling. Like, well, like, oh, one day he was like a pub and suddenly he phoned him before the rang guy and suddenly he's in the food. They forgot to add that the pub was owned by his father. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, he's a pub owner. That's like saying Gordon Ramsay, before he got this hotel uh, job, was working in a kitchen. Like, no, he owns the restaurant. Wolfie owns the pub. <laughs> He was the world champion of ICW. I ah, he was the, the world champion at that point, so... He had won, had he won the square vote at one point as well? Yeah, yeah that's, 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 that's how he won, won. Yeah, the so, championship. And he, he, what, 20 guys he eliminated? No, I didn't eliminate him. No. 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 I think mean, you're older, I think. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm sure, was there no other square vote eliminated 20 guys? No. Nah. No, no one ever eliminated 20 guys. Excuse me. Pardon me for breathing. Michael Cole back I think he came. I think he came in quite late in the match. Joe Coffee came in number one and Joe Coffee lasted till the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there was a final quarter final match, uh, Tyler Bate and Joe Devlin. Uh, I think the crowd was so divided in this one. No, not divided, they were so one sided. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, it was Tyler Bate all the way for the crowd, I think, at this point in time. Tyler gaze a wave. Tyler, Tyler gaze a wave. Yes, <laughs> and saying that Jordan Devlin was uh, not so good in Bauer. <laughs> so I don't think it's very fair. It's not because he was trained by it's, it's, it's not the worst thing to ever be They even, look, they even look like each other. They actually, see if you actually did not know them, you probably actually think they were well, related. It's like the Mason Ryan Batista thing. Yeah. Well, me and Laura watched this the other day, and she'd never watched this tournament before, and then Jordan definitely watches it because he looks like Finn Balor. <laughs> but see, I went and bought a Finn Balor Funko Pop and the first time they were all went, hey, look, you've got Jordan Devlin. <laughs> Your head's too big for you. Although <laughs> <laughs> we went from a match where either guy would have went through one through people would have been happy, where this one, it was all solely... If Jordan Devlin had won that match, I think there would have been a riot. Well, I, I, I quite like the fact that they went with the kind of... Sub, they, went, they kind of used the finish from the previous match with Butch. Uh, Devlin went for the kick again, hit it, and he was kind of... Yeah. He, he, he fought the match was over. He had the bait was holding the back of his head. I thought that was a nice bit of storytelling there, that continuity. That you don't really see them too much in WWE television, as much as you should these days, so I yeah. thought that was a nice wee touch. Uh, the finish kind of... In a world where we've got the RQ out of nowhere, far too many times. The finish kind of came quite promptly out of nowhere, but it was good. With the bottom bang. <laughs> and... Uh, it real, it was, I think it was the first sign that the, the Tyler Driver of '97 yeah. mm-hmm. was kind of like they, were, they treated this like the like if they treated it like the F5. They treated it like it was sliced bread. That's really what it was. Oh my god, it's the Tyler Driver 97! I think both Yandun were both like, having their finishers fairly protected, which is why they were building up to the boat and then the finals where they both had their finishers. And it was a little surprise when Bay kicked out. Mm. Yeah, just considering how Kevin Paddy was injured. Sorry if I'm jumping ahead. But. No, so I think as well, so back to uh, Wolfgang, see the way they built this tournament. All the, uh, all the predictions I've seen online for 
for blogs and other websites and all the video productions. Everyone had Trent Seven and Tyler uh, and Pete Dunne in the final, and Trent Seven won in it. Every single one, and then I think that that is really the only shock in the entire tournament, which is something I hope the days more of this year. Mm. You don't need to do a shock around, but at least you know have somebody go out of downloads you weren't expecting, and then maybe in the semis like an or underdog. Like so that spoils a bit of good luck out there. Uh, it's alright, right, guys, we'll probably get it spoiled anyway because we're nowhere on that live this year. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, we, we all day talk about why it's not in live. It's a bit of a shock, I think, really. But, uh, we'll talk about it. But no, it's, you look at the. You know, with this, uh, before we actually talk about the matches themselves, you look at this semi final lineup. We've got Andrews and Dunn beating Wolfgang on paper. That screams a, a, a great lineup, yeah. I think it's fair to say. Yes. Um, some of the best out there, you know. But, Definitely the right people went through in both matches. Yeah, I think Wolfie, over the two matches, did more to earn getting there than Trent Seven, I think, mm-hmm. looking back on it. I was surprised they did it. Well, Wolfie broke his nose. He did. As well. Really bad, though, Wolfie. Mm-hmm. He looked, yeah, too much to say, but he doesn't look as confident as normal. Like. So he looks Bail- a bit shaken, he broke his nose, and you're yeah. like, well, no bloody wonder. I've been, com- I've been like, back and confident if I broke my nose. Well, maybe it's just knackered because it's his third match in two days. Yeah. No, don't forget that. The other thing that they kept up mentioning is that when you break your nose, which is true, your eyes water a lot. They my vision's been compromised. <laughs> So, uh, so your breathing's gumped as well. Because it has to breathe with your nose. Yeah. So it's the best wrestling coming out. Uh, we'll talk about the first semi-final, then we'll go with uh, Pete Dunne and Mark Andrews. Now, this was, uh, up to this point, my opinion, the match of the night. Mm-hmm. Sarah, you mentioned you thought this was the best match. I really did. I what, why did you think it was a good match or not, maybe? It's just, well, it's just more the fact that it's just, it's two of the probably the best guys that you could actually pull from the UK scene right about now. Mm-hmm. Obviously, well, down south anyway, so we've got a whole variety of good, great guys up here. Um, put yourself in the south. Um, but it's the more, obviously, I love Mark Andrews as a high flyer. Like, he was more polished and conditioned than most of the guys in the competition. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, from working his time in TNA, but Pete looked like he didn't actually need that conditioning. He looked like he was ready for it. He would probably win and compete for, like, the NXT Championship if he had not already been signed. Yeah, he looks like a bit player. Every time you can see him. Every time. He's so good in the ring. For somebody so young as well. You, I know. You do forget how young he actually is. It's something I again just brought up. He, he said, I started training in 23, and it took me three or four years to actually get it together, and another two just to be at a level where I felt I was one of the best in the world. There's people, and he was talking about AL from Instagram with Tyler Date, there are people who just get it instantly. They start young, and they get it instantly. And I think, yep. to Sarah's point, Pete Dunn did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, well, wrestling since, what, 13, I think it yeah. was? 13, like, 14, 13, 14, 14 yeah. travelling oh. Japan when he was in his late teens, you know. Yeah. Also, I don't know if they mentioned that Mark Andrews came out to the song Fall to Pieces by the band. <laughs> 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 I'm going to between this match and the final is which one was the best match, because I can't really decide between the two. And this match, Andrews v. Dunn, could have easily been the final. It was that good. It was good. I thought they, I thought they both had equal pegging. You can yeah. assume with Dunn's previous matches before that, it was he came up strong. He was comfortable in a way. This was the first time he looked threatened. I think it's fair to say that while was fanning across the table. <laughs> <laughs> Andrews felt the need to change his gear from his other his match earlier in the night. Did anyone notice that? Yeah, he, he, the purple was it the purple uh, the second time. Well, again, you were in the big gear from the when your first night match, but. Still the same night, you don't need to change. Nobody else changed. Maybe, maybe you get three at Isles done and just went, I want to show off the other. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Outfit change. 
Plus perspiration is a serious thing. <laughs> so swamp ass is why James is drunk. <laughs> Ross, what did you think about this match? You said uh, you thought Andrew's corners were the best. I did, I did, but uh, see going into this tournament, uh, so I, I knew about uh, Trade 7 and a lot of people were building him up. I had only seen tag matches that Pete done. I'd not seen any singles matches. I knew he was a progress champion, but I didn't really see any. Mm. I, I went back and watched matches now, and obviously the matches he's had since. But I just I wasn't into Pete Dunne, and I think that's what kind of took me away from it. And I think going back and watching it again, I just kind of get transported back to when I first watched it. Like, oh, yeah, I hated this match. Like, I, I think it was the fact that the Connors match I liked at the time, and then I went back and watched it again, and I liked it again, mm-hmm. whereas I only liked this going back and watching this. So time. you weren't a fan of Pete Dunne, I was not a fan of Pete Dunne. I was so happy Tyler Bate wins it. Honestly. Spoilers! I know, it's no as if, I know it's, it's no as if it's been out for a year and a half. <laughs> Some people who are listening might have actually not watched it yeah. at all, Ross. How oh, selfish of you? What are you doing listening to this episode then? I, I do I do actually know somebody that I didn't watch her on the network and said, I'm going to wait until he sleeps to place retweet tell me a year later. Oh, is that, is How that like, selfish are you? It's like, my dad knows a guy who works at Celtic, or my dad knows a guy who works at Rangers. He says, this guy's signing, you talk rubbish, Quacko. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've brought sass to uh, me. Anyway, Quacko, yeah. what, what was your thoughts on the match? I'm sorry, I've lost my tracker because of... Andrew's, some, Andrew's and done. Um, great match. One of my favourite spots from it. It's such a simple thing, but the way that Dunn does the whole elbow to the chest or the face kind of thing, I just love it. And the fact that it came from a springboard from Mark Andrews right onto it, it's just such a brilliant thing. We've seen it um, recently, like in NXT, when they, were, they had the six-man tag match with uh, Odie Lock and Danny Burch versus... Uh, the Undisputed Era mm-hmm. um, Pete Dunne got into a little elbow fight and his one was much harder and ferocious um, just those little spots like that I love them and just the, the clash of style it was just a really good match no I worked out carefully I think uh, I would have been happy if he ended doing one but uh, Dunne winning obviously confirmed his placing as one of his favourites mm-hmm. in, in the tournament and yeah he, he, took, his, he took the first spot in the final now, the second semi-final, uh, between Tyler Bate and Wolfgang, I noted this watching the match the first time, I noted it while well, re-watching it back, and I've obviously noted it again looking at the times here. A very, very short semi-final match, mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say, uh, at 5 minutes 55. Do you think this was influenced by the broken nose for Wolfie, or do you think this was their all the plan all along? Probably, but I think it was also to make Tyler Bate look stronger, so he's going to get the bigger guy, he's 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really say much else about it. But it was it's hardly been around for that long. I, don't, I think he maybe been training for maybe about three years or something. Not that long. And the fact that Wolfie also was the more experienced bigger guy, I think the, the Bokemons did come to play for this. But <laughs> certainly to obviously because I was actually more surprised. Like I think that, that that's the way they were aiming for was obviously people being surprised that Tyler actually won it because I was certainly surprised that he actually won it. Well, he would surprise him what? I know. I'd be surprised at all. I know. Oh, wait a minute. I didn't know him, but I see that. I see his reaction in the first night. I thought he's winning it, and then I kind of had a feeling the whole night like it's going to be him. You're the crowd. It's going to be him or done. I'm not too sure. I mean, I had discussions about this. I mean, they thought like should they have won the full thing, but. Uh, 
WWE might have changed their mind midway through the tournament that he was going to win it oh. facing the crowd reaction. Is that entirely possible? Probably, because. No. Like, you can tell Dunn, even having the segment with Triple H backstage, like, you can tell they wanted him to be a big thing in this UK tournament, so they would have given him the belt eventually. They just thought, let's give the crowd what they want, give them bait, and eventually we'll have uh, Dunn take off him. Mm-hmm. Oh. Moving away from baiting on the Wolfgang, uh, Ross, you were unhappy with the fact that they kept portraying Wolfie as an underdog. Yeah, they, so he's actually bigger than Tyson T-Bone. Tyson T-Bone sucker punched him. He played the underdog, even though he'd been world champion for a good bit in ICW. He then played the underdog to Trent Seven, who he beat two months prior. They were going on about all the all the knowledge about progress in ICW and showing Mark Allison and all that. He beat him, and then all of a sudden he comes out, and now he's the big bad heel who gets toppled with one finisher. Like he was this underdog that kicked out of finishers, and then all of a sudden it's like all oh, the heel falls to the young upstart. Like he was a face on the middle. It, it was something that annoyed me. It's like, do you, see, when you look at Wolfgang, you think, Jesus Christ, he could kill me with his bare hands. Like you do not think he's a sympathetic baby face. He's six foot two. Maybe because it was against it, they thought, okay, you're a deal in this match now. Well, I think it's fair to say, but we've elaborated on this before the show, that nearly enough all the crowds were in debate. Mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say. And they obviously took that on board, and the crowd's reaction when they won obviously shows how much a fan favourite bait was. But you think, uh, they mentioned a little quick that Wolfie was um, the underestimated bait. Uh, do you think that was the case, or do you think it was just a case of he's, he, the two matches before it took its toll on? If, I don't think he is. Like obviously, with wrestling commentary and stuff like that, you can try and paint a different picture to what you feel. But at the end of the day, it's all about how you feel about it. And I just thought, you see, I didn't look into the match into that depth of it. Like I just took it in as I saw it, kind of thing. Uh, the way I saw it was. Wolfgang Perocle was fighting through a uh, uh, broken nose, still doing his power moves, still doing trying high flying type things. As they say, no big man should move like that. And I was like, thanks for uh, saying that for <laughs> all those big lads out there, I'm kind of thing. Um, so I just took it as it was. Yeah, it's a considerably shorter match, but maybe, I don't know, maybe it was the whole broken nose aspect, I don't know. But in that space of time, there was still quite a good match in that, in well, that opinion. I think it, yeah, the shock factor on it, because it went so quickly. Mm-hmm. But as we talked about in the previous match, it did again help show how it, the deadly the Tyler Bate finisher was in the Tyler Driver 97. That this could, this could put down anybody. They emphasise that such a big guy in Wolfgang's put him down, you know. You know, obviously McGinnis loves proper yeah. colours as well. Yeah. He's right over the shoulders and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone else think the best came out of nowhere as well? Yeah. 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 It was a quick count on them. Both his head somehow ended up with these. Yeah. And I picked them up with a little effort. You wouldn't think you'd try to get one attempt to lift them up and then he faced it. No, because he's yeah. seen the difference between the two. I love the detail of the day. I thought it was quite a nice touch yeah. for all yeah. the matches. I, I know I keep complaining about Wolfgang's booking. Quacker just said about the, the broken nose and the injured knee and still trying high fly. This is a match where you should have booked him as an underdog and you booked him as a heel. <laughs> it's the only thing in a, flaw, uh, in a flawless tournament I think that kind of annoys me was the, the booking of Wolfgang. Although, I, 
but to the point in that I do think Tyler Bate was the guy who went on. Well, he's still got to the semi-final, so you yeah. can't really yeah. complain too much on that aspect. Uh, uh, before we talk about the final, we'll talk about the match that we got as a wee treat. Now, obviously, you couldn't have done the final straight away because the two of them would have been absolutely done, and especially because Pete Dunne appeared again and took out Tyler Bate. <laughs> uh, so, well, what did he like? Eh? That, that was the thing as well. Pete Dunne didn't need the title in this tournament. Tyler Bate did to establish himself. Pete Dunne made a name for himself. Like they, they kept emphasising, go make a name for yourself. Pete Dunne, this is a, this is another example of the title doesn't make the man. It's a simple fact that he made himself a star, and he also made Tyler Bate a star by making him world champion. I love how you have to say that now and not when you talk about the fight. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I know that. So, the special match that we had, uh, had ne- <laughs> Neville appeared. You know, it was great to see Neville. They could have had him in the tournament. Oh, that, yeah, that, I yeah. barely don't have him in the tournament. That was his complaint. But then oh. he was faced with Tommy End. Now, first surprise is, why was he called Tommy End at this point in time? Yeah. Two months later, he was Alistair Black. They also, they also referenced the fact that not long before this, he cut a heel promo on NXT saying he was going to burn the place down. And he reappeared as a face. <laughs> I love Neville's promo. He, it's the, the thing British wrestlers do when they go to the US because of their accents. They slow everything right down. And that I loved that when it was in 205 Live. Just the, aye, 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 aye. Just to get attention. Like, Someone has been forgotten again. <laughs> and... and Honestly, I do agree with Neville's uh, Neville's comments. He should have been in both the Cruiserweight Classic and the UK. He should have won it. He should have won both. If you're going to go King of the Cruiserweight, you go all out. You haven't won King of the UK. King of the UK as well. But instead, obviously, he was faced with Tommy End. Now, as a big Samarian Squad fan, I was very happy to see Tommy End appear. I was like my first reaction was I thought it wasn't going to be called Tommy End anymore, but as I said, yeah. they done that with Finn Balor and Hideo Itami. They came out as an Asuka as well. Asuka, I can't remember Asuka's Japanese. Ayakama, Kayama, Hideo Itami came out as Hideo Itami. I said Kenta, and then it just kind of it changed. Dun 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 dun, and then the music kicks in. It's Hideo Itami, and then say. Neville lose, he killed the momentum he's had for the past six weeks as the king of the cruiserweights, where he's 
he was slowly building up to Rich Swan at the Rumble at this point. Mm-hmm. He was going through the likes of TDP and Sarah Alexander and stuff. I missed that one. As well with this, uh, he cut a promo the night after he turned heel at Roadblock in the morning uh, <laughs> when he said, I'm not going to do the high flying moves anymore. Like, you don't deserve to see my. He started the suplexes, he started. You know, yeah, the rings of Saturn and all that. And he hits the red arrow on this. And something else that's quite good as well. Tommy End hits a black mask, but it's a transitional move. Mm-hmm. Hits a black mask, Neville turns a German suplex on him, and he kicks out. Like, yeah. black mask in NXT, as we've seen, keeps everybody down. But it's shoot. Unless you're Lars Sullivan, you can catch him. That man can do it. You can appear to sit in darkness. Well, he's a freaking nature anyway. <laughs> Poor man's bronze <laughs> <laughs> I'd agree with that one. The best description by Marvel now, a Jack Kirby illustration come to life. <laughs> Is that the only Marvel reference you know? Marvel. I love the Marvel. <laughs> he's gonna be, you probably commentate this to them because it's an NXT thing. No. Maybe. Which is gonna be amazing. I really hope so. Him McGinnis and... Two yes. crazy suicide, I'm Mia! Have a best tweet stick, how many Mamma Mia's in one turn? Topic on Halo! I still love the video of uh, from the last takeover. Oh, that's why you've seen it You don't realise how many times actually stands up. It's incredible. I, I yes, do. It's great that it's very just like... I love... He's I love, the MVP of every takeover. I love Ronaldo, but at the same time, sometimes the pop culture references do seem kind of fixed. Do not. Oh, yep, yep, yep. This place is heating up like the feud between Drake and Meek Mill. Oh, it's like a dad trying to talk to you about, have you heard that new Apple music? Oh, aye. This one's went down to the next, he goes, man's not hot, but this crowd. <laughs> 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 Don't be dismal, Ronaldo. Oh, Ugandan knuckles might not know the way, but we all do. We're on the road to take over. <laughs> and that is why you're not in the dream team. <laughs> Safe for the Dream Team. Yeah, so, um, yeah, great exhibition match there. Um, oh, no, that's in a Malika, I just think it's funny. Yeah, it's, no, it's because Ross Kirk tries to sing yeah. against the Dream Team on a daily basis. I am like, if you've ever seen the video of Jason Jordan where he thinks he's in the Shield, and Roman and Seth look like him, we discuss, that's me. Like, oh, I'm caught with NXT, lads. This is the Dream Team, and they just walk away. Yeah, just more like that type of cut angles in the Shield, and they just appear to the back. Good dad, good kids for the weekend. <laughs> Right, let's uh, let's talk about the final now. Now, uh, I alluded to it briefly there. Now, at the end of the semi-final match between Bay and Wolfgang, uh, Dunn came out, attacked Tyler Bates. Um, they had a bit of a backstage malfunction during the... <laughs> during oh! During the, oh. <laughs> <laughs> during the was an absolute delight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that did not go hungry. The crowd had everything that they shouldn't have felt. A very loud Quatsomania no. uh, you'll just It's like, isn't this match in tennis? We're going backstage to Charlie. As a, Michael, I'm standing here! There's a way! You're getting sacked in the morning.ホールアーセンプレスにしてたんだよ。ホールアーセンプレスにしてたんだよ。ホールアーセンプレスにしてたんだよ。ホールアーセンプレスにしてたんだよ。ホールアーセンプレスにしてたんだよ。ホ
oh, he's got an injured right knee, and then you see him attacking the left knee. <laughs> like, no, no, left and right. Oh, Raise your eyebrows if you can't tell. I mean, like Seth Rollins forget, always forget which knee he injured. Yeah, and he done it here, obviously, like Quacko said to Pete Dunne, he done it in the last round at Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews rubbed his neck coming up. And then they, they built that up with like, he rubbed his neck, do you think Pete Dunne noticed that? And then you see Pete Dunne the entire match oh, yes, yes, walking the, Andrew's neck. Yes, the king of joint manipulation. Mm-hmm. Oh, the king of manipulation. This is what I The king's a joint manipulation. I'm sorry if I've alienated any members of the Rastafarian community. Let's move on to a man of African... Descent. <laughs> Thanks very much, that was a good segue there. Thank you. Uh, did you like how before the match they made it feel even bigger? Yes. Uh, Finn Balor came out, the lights dimmed, they made this look special. Mm-hmm. And the uh, heartbeat and entrance with so it's half demon intro, uh, but then just Balor does it out. I love the golden in the face paint the suit, like the demon got edge all over yeah. They, they could cross over with NXT or something to show it back oh. up. I want my job back. <laughs> He's still not a review match. Yep, true that. True that. But yeah, no, it was, it was, I think the whole thing, like, uh, like we've talked in the past about wrestling telling stories and stuff like that. It's kind of hard for it, like, when you've got a tournament where you just bring 16 people together. Although there may be a story in the background, although it may not be said, like obviously before the match of the UK Championship, there was a series of matches between Trent Seven and Wolfgang, for example, in ICW. And there was the whole thing of Trent calling out Wilfrey to get the championship, but yet that wasn't really mentioned in, in this tournament. Instead, they kept on mentioning Zero, former Zero G champion, Noah Dark, Andy Wild. <laughs> uh, so, like, although we both love Noah Dark, Andy Wild, it's not really as relevant to this tournament. Mm-hmm. So I suppose they had to build up like, some sort of a story. It's just a shame some of the things that could have built, be there to build up the story was not used and capitalised on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this one, this obviously this is one of the examples where they they utilised it quite well. They were like these two are friends, done train baits, you know. The they protege. Made, the protege. They made it look like these two. You know. So I taught you everything I know. Yeah, I taught you everything I know. The student versus the master. They said to say, but in terms of a technical contest, there, fifteen minutes of pure. It should have went longer. Oh, I should have went longer. It should have been much. I guess they made a point that it's no time limit. It's, it's like a 30 minute time limit. No, I'm interested. No, they said, how's it going to just say no time limit? I think they should fairly interesting. Unless they're fine. Anyway, it's not the last either of them. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, but it should have been much longer. No, but it was a. I think with anything these two have been in the ring, I think you always hear the fight forever chants. Mm-hmm. I, I wish they wouldn't do those chants. What, fight forever? I don't like yeah. fight forever. Fight forever until we turn on it and it's case. It's WWE repair to booking. Where's <laughs> Major Pants better? Name, name, name. Not only to play Ross McLeod's anal- 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 analysis of the marks. <laughs> I hate Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and if you hate Twitter too, you can follow me at one Ross McLeod. Because <laughs> the ends are open. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> okay. Thinking <laughs> of anything else. <laughs> My one complaint was that it might be, as much as they did sell the injury, Bates did get a bit, in my opinion, too much offense using that arm, like he easily did that powerful out of the, 
turned the triangle with a bit mm-hmm. too much ease. Oh, like, yeah. he didn't look like he struggled that much. Superman, that's why. Yeah. They're like, building an underdog and then they're making him look like Superman. Like, you not learned from your past mistakes. You've not seen John Cena. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, very, that's very true. The first time we will ever hear Tyler Bate compared to John Cena. When you you happy on this show? <laughs> what about AJ Styles? Oh, <laughs> people compare them all the time. It's you know? uncanny. Some people think they're the same. AJ Styles watched wrestling when he was at another company. And thought I want to be John Cena. This is a house that John Cena built. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Alan Jones. Alan Jones. You know, so this, it's hard not to compare this looking back to what they would go on to do because it is a good match. I haven't seen other matches like particularly the Chicago match. It's hard not to compare the two. Yeah, looking at it at the time, you know, it was. You kind of think your big matches never usually. No, we're recording, don't we? <laughs> uh, the big matches, obviously, they come at the end of shows and usually about three, four hours in, you're a bit tired. This one was a bit, you were about an hour and a half in. It was at a decent time. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was great, the crowd were hot, you know. It just felt like this was the per- it was It was a perfect way to end a great weekend, I think, having these two go at it. And I think. The styles clashed really well. And in terms of like Chicago, it makes so it makes the Chicago's better, but this kind of, when you think about it, it wouldn't have been as good as it had came first. It was a crazy This was kind of like the foundation for what that would go on to be, because they had a good match here, but they were able to top it because they had this first. I don't think they anticipated that that was actually going to be as good as what it was at Chicago. I don't think they actually realised how good it was going to be. Match of the year, next NXT. Match of the year, so it would have been a match of the year. Match of the year, and we must have been that, or... DIY 2016. Yeah, the DIY was a pain. Oh, the DIY was a pain. Yeah, 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 the DIY Candice LeRae to turn on yes. Gargano. Yes! <laughs> this is the most... Yes! Uh, we will talk about that on the Dream Team show. Yeah, yes. not for their eyes. Their be ears. <laughs> uh, back, to the, back to this match as well. Uh, Ross, you, yes. mentioned, you, you, men- you mentioned about ten minutes ago, and I'm going to go back into it cause you, in case you forgot, that Dunn didn't need to win the match, but Bate did. Yeah, Chicago uh, kind of helped paint that picture that Dunn didn't need the belt at that point. Then. Yeah, Dunn was made as the heel. Tyler Bate was made as the face out of this. They did make other stars, you know, Mark Andrews, he's done pretty well too, by live, and Trent Seven and Wolfgang are kind of the other five that they use. But they, this ma- this tournament was Pete Dunn's tournament. You didn't have to win. You seen, even after he, uh, Tyler Bate won, you got a big long uh, scene of Pete Dunn's on the top of the ramp one like how did I lose that? Like wrong way to rest Well mentioned that in the sorry the promo package for Chicago, like Pete Dunn mentioned like past few months I've what I've had to watch him walk around with that belt which should be mine. That was his motivation yeah. going in, you know. In Greenock. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Ross. Yeah, it was basically I covered it mostly earlier, just in case uh, if you can make two stars out of a tournament had the not say Tyler Bates lesser, but Pete Dunn did get more made more of his minutes, as JR always says. <laughs> he didn't need the title and you made two stars instead of one star, I think. Yeah, totally. And it was the the way the kind of the match was going, 
we talked earlier on how they built both finishers to be the end of game, the end game type thing, and to have Tyler Bate kick out the bitter end. And Dunn's face as well. Yeah, and then Tyler Bate beating Dunn with the first Tyler driver. <laughs> kind of showed. Yeah, you were in this, like I said earlier, it was always clear that Dunn was going to get the belt eventually, just having it because the fans were so happy that he got it on this night. Uh, I've heard some rumours that apparently Bate had some heat in WWE because he lost the title done sooner than he was meant to because apparently he refused to do a show for WWE when he had a booking even though the whole deal is you come when we need you mm-hmm. you can do well what you want the rest of the time but he said no sorry I can't I can't lose this booking so he's like got a bit of heat backstage we lost the belt sooner than he I think that was, the, I think that was a, a lot of his stemmed from that yeah. 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 which also explains why he lost it Enzo Amore of all people yeah I think it's well the first round of the, the Cruiserweight tournament no that's when Enzo then was still champion no he lost to Enzo then TGP but he, uh, I think that as well like Scott's talking about you come and we shout you you know, you look at the likes of... Uh, you come uh, <laughs> like at, uh, was it Dunn at, uh, what's the Royal Rumble takeover? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Almost said San Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pete Dunn did an interview on the pod, uh, on the pre-show, and then both guys appealed in the crowd. They didn't do anything with them that weekend, but it was a case of, we are paying you bigger money than MDLs for, you'll come and we shoot, it's why you likes at ICW Progress, aren't having big, big... Uh, big events on the the weekends of big holes. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. But, but imagine uh, you're also actually still due Pete Dunne from like the last time when you went to like, you at ICW and then you had to go and work for WWE. We still have not got WWE booking yet. See Pete Dunne again at ICW. That'd be absolutely amazing. Something actually I mentioned this on a, a previous podcast. We mentioned earlier on about mostly being English and mostly being progress. I think that puts the false the false advertisement out there that progress is the better one. And actually, ICW, I believe, is better, and actually what's in ICW's favour. They only had one guy taking away from in this tournament. They only have two guys taking away from in the next tournament. Surely that works in their favour. It's like, alright, cool, we've got the better roster, and also you haven't taken half our roster, so we can still draw out. That's still my and roster. All the people, they like, yeah, but out of all the people, they chose these guys, yeah. these guys down above the other. Well, don't forget, ICW was the first place to have the champ UK Championship defended yeah. outside yeah, of WWE. Yeah, Steve was at that show, I wonder why. It <laughs> <laughs> did a lot for the UK, and he's just there because like, you see like F3 shows, they can put on the poster of one of these guys is on it, they can advertise it as WWE Superstar, and they can bring more casual people in, and like, very strong still abused it as part of their gimmick, and yeah. their heels, like, they were called Dragon Ball, we were off on tour with the big boys, we were always referring to Uncle Paul and using the pedigree. Yeah. Bye. Final thoughts on the tournament. I'm going to go around you all and ask for a, an out of five, essentially, on this tournament. And if you whoa, think... Whoa, 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 whoa. What, are we just missing the fact that it was the first time ever historic... Yes, because we don't want... United you. Kingdom champion for the first time ever in history. Yes, because we don't want you killed. <laughs> I'm doing this for your own safety. I'll go around the panel and ask for a rating out of five. <laughs> first two questions for you all. Sorry, I just looked at me. A rating out of five for the tournament... And if you think this, this year's will top it. We'll start with Kwaku, what's your thoughts? I'll give it a f- four. Mm-hmm. And I think this year will top it because they kind of have a feeling of what they're doing and stuff like that. And, well, you would hope that they kind of know, okay, what didn't work and what could be done better. And it seems there's a bit more of a diversity in the, com- the competitors taking part. 
some big characters, some big people that do good promos. Zach Gibson. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so, and there's a lot more well-rounded people and more styles. So that's what I think this year should be better. I'm op- I'm optimistic. But I'm, I'm way back here on that. I think it was probably a four. It's not perfect, but it was the first time that we were actually doing it. I mean, they keep saying this year's a historic one. <laughs> Last year's was historic in first time. Now they've done it, they can move on and get over it. <laughs> um, but I do think this one will actually top it. I mean, you've got a lot of the guys from the last year's tournament in it, along with some new new names and obviously a couple of names. Not to also mention the fact that you've got a lot of other, it's like taking place over the two nights and you've got a lot of NXT talent coming in to help support this so obviously you're getting British Strong Style as well versus the Undisputed Era yeah, it's really that's the one thing I'm looking forward to and the women's four way match obviously you've got obviously Tony Storm you've got Isla Dawn in there as well it's going to be incredible it is indeed uh, Scott what was your push I would also say a four because the main reason I'd go for it is it's almost flawless but I think the fact that there is some predictability in the, well, the first round matches like I had a similar problem in the Cruiserweight Classic, but I think the Cruiserweight Classic handled it a bit better. Mm-hmm. It's like you had that Gargano Champa match in the first yeah. round where you really like, how can the night one, how can only one of these guys go through? Yeah. So they stuck with such big names. Yeah, so I took you out four, but I did, I actually do think this year could stop it because you've got more recognisable names. You've got guys like Coffee, Gibson, Banks, who, if they're really serious with this UK thing, they could be the major players and like, entirely of doing this guys could be like, household names and uh, also you've got, you've got these extra matches like you only had one extra match here and it was a really good match but the fact that you've got that six man tie which I'm, I think can see the show on night one mm. uh, I'm really looking forward to it yeah Ross uh, four out of five as well uh, I think this year's tournament will top it because I've said before I wasn't really familiar with the UK to, uh, scene at this point and I think 15 matches between the same variation of 16 people who you're not really sure of is a lot to take on. The fact that they're doing a first round of download and then they're doing the tournament night one, they're having NXT guys, they're, they're doing a variation. It's like, although people maybe aren't happy, like, oh, I thought this was a UK thing, they're not UK guys are appearing on NXT, they're not just a, a sideshow anymore, they're part of NXT. And the fact that these will both further these guys and further storylines in NXT and like it will bring casual viewers in like we were saying earlier about advertising the poster of WWE Superstar like Trend 7 will appear at this indie show mm-hmm. it brings in the casual viewer and people seem to forget that when you bring in the casual viewer it might be the first time they've seen these people they go oh I like them I'll stick about yeah. it leads to more exposure for these guys so I think it will be better this year totally yeah we're all in agreement on the 4 at 5 and the, the next year's will be better this year's will be better I think nobody downside as, as we said it's not going to be live. Yeah. Oh, how dare they? It's not because it's on a Monday and Tuesday. They don't want to overshadow Ron Smackdown. They said anything about the, uh, the download matches being made? I don't think they'll be live either. They won't be live. They'll be probably... Oh, no, 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 it's more so are they going to be on the network in general. Like, if, they don't, if they don't even air them, that's... They might put them on Facebook. They might put them on Facebook. Maybe put them on Facebook. Well, the one, the one upside, I don't mean to keep putting in, but I think the one upside to them being a week later is, well, that week you've got TakeOver, Money in the Bank... And Ron Smackdown, like there's not much else going on. Well, they should have planned it for that time then. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm trying to play devil's advocate. Don't make so. I think what they will do with the download ones, it will be they they kept doing it in this one. They were showing you the previous round. Mm. This is how they got here. They'll do that. Say like 
I can't even think of a bracket right now, but say like, Man 1 comes out, oh, this is how Man 1 qualified, he beat, da da da, Man 2 comes out, oh, he beat this one, you know. Yeah. And then we'll see maybe a, a minute and a half snippet of it. And it'll, it'll be enough <clears throat> to show the casual, this is what this guy can do, he's a quick and agile high flyer, he's a powerful bruiser, something like that. So yeah, I think that's us then. That's our summary of last year's UK Championship Tournament. I think we, might, we got through all the matches and got a decent bit of analysis in there, so yeah, another successful podcast. Listen to us next week, where the man to my right, Mr McLeod, will be in the hosting chair, and he'll be talking about the greatest ever moments in Money in the Bank, as and, well as a preview of the pay-per-view itself. See, see, doing it all. Yeah, so we've got that coming up. He'll also be doing the review of Money in the Bank the week after, and our best of 2018 so far show. So if you don't like listening to Ross, we're sorry, you're going to have to listen to him for three weeks. And <laughs> deal with it. Uh, so yes, that <laughs> is... Hold on, hold on, I don't know why you're saying damn it, you're on two of the shows because of me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a victory for nepotism <laughs> so yeah that's what's coming up on those shows so stay tuned to us then uh, if you've liked what you've listened to then, then follow us on all our social media channels Facebook Instagram and Twitter but for myself Stephen Wilson I'd like to thank my panel firstly Ross McLeod right, uh, Scott McLeod thanks for having me on again Sarah Grave I'm melting <laughs> <laughs> we're all on and Kwaku Raji thank you very much yeah. we'll see you next week so take care and we'll see you then listen cunts I don't care what the f- you think you're doing whatever you think is more important with your life you honking bag of d- tips you know what you should be doing you should be going online you should be subscribing you should be listening to the back catalogue of eat sleep suplex retweet whatever the fuck you're doing that's what you should be doing i don't care if it's your mum's birthday i don't care if she's feeling contractions get on it right now sports social podcast network Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.